Framework is a show consecrated to field recording and its use in composition. Field recording, phonography, the art of sound hunting. Open your ears and listen. Framework A Field is a series of special editions curated and produced by guest artists from around the world. A new edition airs every second week, alternating with our usual Framework broadcasts. For more information, see our website at www.frameworkradio.net. This edition has been produced in London by Ria Nakajima in collaboration with Ken Bodden. This project is also featured in Ria's current exhibition at the Soundfjord Gallery in London, entitled I Can Hear It. For more information, see www.soundfjord.org. That's all one word, spelled S-O-U-N-D-F-J-O-R-D. I'm using a C tuning fork, concert C. C five twenty three and in order to get I know that the piano is slightly sharp and in order to get the correct concert pitch I will use the tuning fork in conjunction with the third on the piano that's the third below the C which is A flat and you the beat in that at the moment is something like which is a slow third for what it should be so therefore that tells me that that note is slightly sharp I compare that now with the C on the piano and the, and the, and the same A flat that is faster that is which is still slow for what it should be. Okay, if I play the C on the piano and the C on the tuning fork. That is how fast, how sharp the piano is. So, now to the piano itself. doing now is lowering the A flat, the top pin, get on the right note, E, F, G, A flat, okay, so I will now lower that A flat, can hear the it's more like so it's faster but not quite enough so a bit more 
that's too much. Now that is more or less correct. And the first thing to note, therefore, is what I've done with the third, a major third. I don't necessarily tune with minor thirds, but the, ma the major third in the scale on the piano, you widen the third to get the correct sound. essence what that means is if the piano is flat to widen the third you lower the, the bottom note of the third or you raise the top note of the third uh, <clears throat> to make it to, to make it sharp if it's sharp you lower both obviously um, but that's how you make it wide if you want to widen the top end then you bring that closer uh, the, you know, to the uh, away from what is what would be natural. Now I've tuned all three strings of the A flat, and there's no there are no beats in that. Though all three strings are tuned in perfect harmony. Okay, so now I'll move on to the C, which I now need to lower. Now I go back ultimate test with my tuning fork. This is the tuning fork and the A flat on the piano. The C and the A flat on the piano. Now the C on the piano and the tuning fork. No beats, so you have a concert pitch. See, so I have, in order to get to that situation, I lower the C. This is where it was originally. So I need to tune that middle string to the corrected one. tune with each other and third string 
Pausa einschieben. What I will now do <coughs> is to tune what's called the first third of the scale. Although I've tuned one scale already, that was just to establish the pitch of the, of the piano. The first third in the scale is the middle C, C40, and, and C44, the E above it, a major third. That is slightly fast, not very much, but enough. So that's going something like, and to get that to go slower, of course, I bring it back closer to dead, and I will explain what dead is now. I know that's sharp, so I'm lowering it, the beats are going down, and down, and down, and now there's no beat. That is dead, but that would be incorrect, but that was just to point out. Actually, that is a very slow beat, but anyway, so now I will take it back to where it should be. explained to me when I was learning to tune it's about the sound of a, of a, a motorbike a proper motorbike engine engine when it's idling it's about the speed of it so now I have my first third I'm just going to tune the unisons First third tune. The next note I tune is the G below middle C. Now that's interesting. As a fourth. The G is also sharp. Tune the G correctly, I need to take it slowly down. Now I've got rid of that beat. And it's now where it should be. The sound of a fourth is roughly the speed of somebody walking very slowly. It's about a beat a second or something like that. To check that, I will now use a third, i.e. the first third, C and the E, and now the sixth, the E and the G. And that is slightly 
slower than the third, and so it should be. But the key issue is the fourth now. So to get that sound, I have taken the G below the point where there was no beats in it, in the fourth. So again, I've widened the fourth. Next to the A. That, that's a fifth, which is C, the E above the middle C. Now this, at the moment, is without any beats in it. And in reality, that should tell me that it's a bit flat, the A itself is flat. Unlike thirds and fourths, you narrow the fifth. So I now need to bring the A closer to the E. In other words, sharp of, na of flat. Sharp of dead. Fifth is a peculiar interval in that it has two beats. There's one slow beat which is currently going. And there's a quicker beat. Which is the sound of somebody walking very quickly. Not the sound of walking, but the equivalent beat. And now I've lowered it slightly. Correct position. Where the dominant beat probably on this um, piano 
is the faster beat. Uh, that's the one I'm I'm really interested in. in. I need but I use both, but I'm particularly interested in the faster beat because ultimately that's the one that most pianists will will hear um, if you're playing a, a, a chords or a scale or something like that. So now that's down to a much slower walk, something like. instead of And again I use the E as the reference and to check I use the B with the G as the third and that third is too fast that's about the same speed as the top third perhaps even faster so that tells me that the B is sharp, even though the fourth sounds right, but it's the wrong side of, 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 of dead. So I bring it to dead, and I take it below dead. correct fourth, the flat side of dead, I have widened it, and as a consequence I have a correct third. So that's the test I use. The fourth is the important issue. And the third confirms that it's correct. And the third is such a major interval that it's, it's absolutely, it's a very, very, very good tool to use in terms of tuning. Next to the D above middle C. That's a fourth with the A that sounds slightly fast. taken a chance and I've narrowed it, but now it must concur with the fifth of the G below middle C, and it does. So as a fourth with A it's correct, and importantly as a fifth with G. 
Okay, I will tune the E flat, hold it, which is the note just above the D. Two tests. A flat as a fifth, and that's dead. So again, that tells me that the E flat is sharp. And to confirm, I do it with a B, and it is slightly sharp. So I lower it. Beats in the fifth now. And I can curve with the third with the B. And that's better. tune the F sharp below middle C and I will do it as a, a sixth with the E flat of this tune it's way too slow so the F sharp immediately I know is is sharp. And if I try it with the fourth, the B that's way out. But it's also the, the wrong side of dead, so I bring it to dead. That's a fourth. But it's still too slow as a sixth. So flat of dead I've got a good fourth and a good six slightly slower than the B E flat third A fourth B F sharp B fourth. Now, in this note, for the first time, there's a very clear harmonic. 
It's an overtone. It's like a, an extra ringing. But the note itself, the beat, are exact. So the main note that is part of the whole exercise to ignore the harmonic, the overtones, and rely completely on the, the real sound of the beat. So next I move to the B flat below middle C. I have two tests again. I have the third, which I know is sharp. fourth with E flat and again way too fast so I take that to dead and below and I have my correct third It's an extra test. I can test the B flat with the D. This note also has a harmonic ringing on, but the notes that I'm interested in is actually without beat. So even with the harmonic, you can still hear through the harmonic to the real note. Now that the C sharp above middle C, I would now want to tune as a fourth to the A flat below middle C. And it's sharp. And to confirm that, I use the A below middle C and the C sharp as a third. That's way too fast. So I lower the C sharp. Slower third with the A. Mm -hmm. 
I move to the F above middle C. And again as a fourth, that's way too fast. So working on the assumption that the piano itself was sharp or pitch. So I lower the F and I'm correct. So it's fourth. Now the ultimate test is the fifth with the B flat below middle C. And it works. And the third with the C sharp. And it works. Complete the scale, I'll tune the F below middle C. And as a fifth, that's wildly exaggerated. So I narrow it. piano or lower down whichever way you want to look at it when you go higher up the thirds get quicker so the third in the C sharp F to the third in the C and E to the B and the E flat to the B flat and the D and the C and the A now for me, there's too much of a sudden drop between the D, B flat D third and the A C sharp. So that tells me I've got some scope, some leeway of lowering this A slightly.
still correct with the D. just by that slight adjustment there is now the, the, the unisons of the A are out because one is sharp giving me a slow third and the other is more correct giving me a slightly quicker third thing is not to end up with an exaggerated fifth or an exaggerated fourth. So now I'm happy with that scale. I move on to octaves and unisons. I really wanted to check that this E flat is sharp, I would use it as a fifth for the B flat below middle C, and of course it is. Very much so. I take it down to a fifth, and I have my octave. Because I now have a correct scale, I can tune as many of these notes I want to, if I wanted to, I can tune them to fifths, being such a dominant, or thirds, but more to the point fifths. This particular note is a very strong harmonic between the two strings. So I resort to a rather interesting test, which is the minor third. And this is one of the few times I use them. I don't use the minor scale, third in a scale. 
which does a test here. That's one string, and now to the other string of the E. Exactly the same. So ignore the harmonics. This is one string. And you can hear how strong that harmonic is. One string on its own, and it's creating that beat. And that is the overtone. F-sharp above, it's more or less correct, it's wrong now, This note has a very strong harmonic. Now, you can hear above the harmonic that there is also a beat in the, inter in the unisons. So that tells me that the third string
Here, we have here one string with a very strong harmonic, one other string, the three strings on these, less harmonic, and the other third string, again less harmonic. Now all I'm left with above that unison is the actual harmonics. I've taken the beat out of the unison itself, the natural beat, but I've left the harmonics, there's nothing I can, I have to learn to tune around that, or to discard it in actual fact, because while I'm tuning it, I really don't need it, so I have to learn to discard it. as well as the harmonics I'll play that octave again you can hear the echo that's coming from the combination of the piano itself, more to the point, the room it's in, its setting, its location, so those are all things that I need to deal with as I'm tuning the piano, but it doesn't take away from what I really am listening for, and what I'm hearing is the piano itself, so that's where my all my concentration I'm already acclimatized to the fact that the room has this echo at the, at the back of the piano, coming from the back of the piano, whereas from where I'm standing at the front of the piano and the sounds coming out to me, there isn't that echo. And sometimes it's harder to adjust to the echo in a room or the other sounds in a room because if the extra sounds come in from the front of the piano as well as the piano and the box behind it, then that calls for even greater concentration and acclimatization.
because the harmonic on this string is so strong, i.e. the top string of the three, I'm going to try to tune the bottom string first, the bottom of the three. Now that has le a lot less harmonic. That's the bottom string. And this is the top string. ultimate test that I use in the treble especially and I do use it throughout but I use it a lot in the treble is the double octave back at the bass, and because the bass is such a resonant and dominant part of the piano, as well as the octaves and unisons, I also take a great interest in the fifths. That helps me to counteract harmonics which you can hear. That's one string, bear in mind.
and still in doubt, I revert back to the minor third test. That's it. I'm tuning the A below the A in the bass break, second A below middle C, and the minor third now. Well, that's a test with a C below middle C, and now I'm going to use that middle C above as a test and the A above the middle C as my final test confirms the natural note itself is in tune, even though I can still hear the harmonic going on and on, creating its own beat. At this point of the piano, I'm merely using the fifth as a good guideline, because um, it cannot be as precise as you can at, at this particular range, i.e. the scale. And that's purely to do with the actual um, the, the harmonics plus the very um, resonance of the bass octaves. But it still gives me a good guideline. It was over exaggerated clearly, whereas now it isn't. It's giving me a better octave, despite the harmonics. At this point, more useful to me than the fifth, which is by now just become a growl. The twelfth gives me a better idea. Purely because there's less of a clash between this and this. And 
grande. Ciao. You have been listening to Framework Afield. For more information, see our website at www.frameworkradio.net. Thanks for listening. <laughs>